Today on Locked on Canadians, we look ahead to the trade deadline and try to make some guesses. You are Locked on Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to episode 1001. You heard me right. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day every day for 1001 episodes. That's crazy. As you know, we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts as well as on YouTube. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your best bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started. My name is Laura Saba, also known as The Active Stick, um, and I'm not joined by my wonderful co-host Scott Matla, and you're getting, this is a twofer, this is one of two episodes, uh, this is technically the Tuesday episode, I'm so sorry, I had a lot of work emergencies that I had to deal with, uh, as well, I'm going out of town, so um, the timing kind of didn't work out, but I'm making up for it, here's your Tuesday episode, it is belated, uh, but we're going to talk trade deadline, and we are going to do a three up and three down, as we always do at the beginning of the week, once again, I totally apologize for the lateness. The Canadians are in their bye week, so there's not a whole lot going on right now. Most of them are on holiday um, and enjoying time with their teammates slash teammates, families, and significant others. Good for them. Love this journey for them. Blah, blah, blah. The All-Star Game is this weekend in Toronto. Uh, I'm interested to know how many of you are going to actually watch it or not. Uh, Are you going to watch it on a replay? Are you going to watch it live? Are you only going to watch the skills comp? Uh, What, you know, what can the the NHL do to kind of compel more people to watch the All-Star game? I'm all about it. I want to hear about it. Uh, It is happening in Toronto. So obviously there's going to be a lot of noise, a lot of hype. It's going to be, it's going to be fun for whoever's there. I myself, I'm going to a different big city. Uh, And uh, unfortunately, as much as I tried, I was not going to be able to make it to the All-Star game in Toronto. Uh, And for those of you who are going to be there, Uh, Have a lot of fun, and I really, really hope you enjoy it. I've covered a couple of All-Star games in my time, and it's a really good time. Like, you know, on TV, the product might not be as great as we'd want it to be, but I've been there, having been there, having been in those cities. The vibe is there. The hype is there. Toronto's a great city for that. The downtown is set up for that, Uh, so enjoy. But before we get to the All-Star Game, I also want to remind everybody that on Thursday night, I will be recording a mailbag episode. So please send your mailbag questions. You can leave them in the YouTube comments. You can also uh, email them to me at LockedOnCanadians at gmail.com. Or you can tweet them. Our Twitter account is LO underscore Canadians. Uh, Scott and I are also all over social media. Uh, he's at Scott Matla. I am at The Active Stick. All right, let's get into a three up and three down. Uh, as we are getting quite uh, into this episode, late into this episode. And I'm going to start, obviously, with the most obvious down. We talked about it uh, in our last episode of last week together, because on Thursday night against the Islanders, Brendan Gallagher did something that has been quite uncharacteristic of him of late. There's a lot of talk, you know, oh, he takes cheap penalties and things like that. But that's very different than what he ended up doing, which is a deliberate, intentional head headshot. 
Uh, after we had that episode, obviously we haven't recorded since then, the news has come out that uh, he has been suspended for five games by the NHL Players Safety Department. Uh, they cited a couple of things. They said it looked intentional, that there was an injury on the play, um, and that Brendan Gallagher does not have a history. Like he's not been suspended. He doesn't have a history, even though I believe the NHL does not consider your entire NHL career when they're making a decision like this, if they're trying to um, discuss whether you're a repeat offender or not. Um, so he got five games, which if you listen to our last episode is a lot more than both Scott or, or I expected and not because we didn't think that he deserved more, but we have a lot of experience with NHL player safety and I made the joke, but it was only half joking that the NHL was going to give him a $2,500 fine or a $5,000 fine or whatever the maximum fine is. Um, as opposed to suspending him, Scott thought maybe he would get three games. I thought, you know, the NHL is likely to suspend him only for two. Uh, they, I don't know if they made the right call or not because I think he should have been suspended for at least five games. Obviously, it was not an in-person hearing. So that was kind of the maximum that he was going to get no matter what. And depends depending on who you are. Like, obviously, I'm not necessarily going to be listening too much to particular fan bases with an axe to grind. Uh, but, you know, the general consensus seems to be, even among Montreal Canadiens fans, that that was an extremely extremely irresponsible play it was dangerous it was uncalled for no matter what happens you don't go and deliberately target someone like that we couldn't figure out why Brendan Gallagher did what he did again he does have a history of being really annoying he's a pest he's always you know in the goalie's face he's always around the goal mouth uh, just generally just making his presence known he'll go you know he'll go toe-to-toe with anybody push you out of a um, a scrum or whatever. He doesn't care about your size, but this is like, this was really out of left field. And so I do think that while I think that he could have afforded to be suspended for longer, I think that this is more than I would have expected from the NHL player safety department based on precedent. So that's one of our downs. And I'm starting the episode with the downs, first of all, because the Gallagher suspension is the biggest news that happened in the Montreal Canadiens world since the last time we recorded, but also because I like to end on high notes. Um, and I wanted to bring up uh, some trade talk and stuff. So in our next three up and three down, sorry, our next in our three up and three down is another down. And I don't want to be too hard on this. I really don't. Um, I do believe that Martin St. Louis deserves a long leash as a rookie coach and as somebody who is not just navigating his first professional coaching job, somebody who hasn't like literally hasn't coached that much, but also somebody who's been tasked with kind of an impossible task where you've got a bunch of veterans that you know aren't going to be on the team for long. And you've got these younger players that you're tasked with developing and you've got a bunch of players that aren't playing well. Uh, or might not have the talent, might not have the skill, might not have the systems in place to succeed. And you're kind of trying to navigate those egos as well and trying to ensure that you inspire them and keep them um, motivated. So I will go ahead and give um, Martin St. Louis that down, but a reserved down, uh, just because I'm not sure what he keeps trying to do with the Josh Anderson line, whatever it is. I'm calling it that now because it shouldn't be. It should be Suzuki Caulfield and um, and Slavkovsky. That's where they've 
all been the most effective. That line when it's clicking and it clicks, it's it's usually clicking since they've gotten together this season. It, everybody does everything correctly. Everybody plays their role right. Everybody plays to their strengths um, maximally. And whenever you see them score, whenever you see them put together a play, you can kind of tell, right? Talent is matching talent. Whereas with Josh Anderson, God love him. He works very hard. He's a great skater. He's got he's he's got a shot. I wouldn't say he doesn't, but he doesn't have the level of talent, creativity, um, and um, I, I don't know if like being nimble is is a word or something. Like he doesn't have that to match Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki. So I just I don't understand why Martin Saint Louis keeps doing that. So that is my other down for this week. Is I'm definitely kind of calling out Martin St. Louis a little bit. Um, and then there was a piece of news that isn't really a down. It's kind of just uh, news, but Nicolas Baudet um, and the Laval Rocket have agreed to part ways. Uh, I just, I think when he came over, um, when he first came over, he was very useful. And then, you know, this year he hasn't been getting a lot of ice time. Uh, he doesn't seem to have carved a place for himself. And I don't think the coaching staff in Laval has helped all that much. Um, so, you know, I think it's totally fair that they've mutually agreed to part ways. I think that both sides could have done a little bit more. Um, I do think that I understand his frustration and his desire to play elsewhere. So it just like the situation just kind of bums me out. It's not, it's like, it doesn't make me sad or anything like that. It just, it's too bad that it couldn't work out. Right. Like that's, that's the way I'm looking at it. So I'm considering it <laughs> a down, even though I think, um, generally, you know, it's just, it's something that had to happen. It's not a non-thing, but it's almost a non-thing. Uh, and that's it for our three down this week. Obviously, I'm sure you are waiting with bated breath to know who the three up is and to hear me say some nice things about some Montreal Canadiens or hockey players or, you know, NHL in general. Um, and we are going to get to some other stuff in our next episode, but I'm going to leave that for the next episode. In the meantime, in this episode, we're going to talk about, about our three up and potentially have some sadness about players that we like potentially getting traded. That's coming up in just one moment right here on Locked On Canadians. But first, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. Not going to lie to you, this year there's going to be Taylor Swift themed snacks as well. Uh, we are leaning all in and truly like for me. I love watching the Super Bowl from home. I love watching it with friends. I love when there's like kind of a quote unquote low key Super Bowl party where really it's about the snacks. But also, it I, I think that might be the biggest the biggest betting time of the year is the Super is Super Bowl Sunday. And there are so many ways that FanDuel has for you to end the season with a win or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl Fifty Eight. But FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. If you're like me, like honestly, my favorite bets on Super Bowl Sunday are all the prop bets. Those are my favorite. And guess what? FanDuel has all of them. They have everything. They have everything that you need. And new customers, if you join today, you will get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. 
Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And I gotta say, us too. And here's another thing that Super Bowl Sunday means is that we are getting into the depths of winter. And if you're like me, you have a really hard time with food prep and making food decisions. And it's hard at this time of year because life is just so, so, so exhausting. Like cooking, it just always seems so daunting to me. But now you can skip the grocery stores, the prep work and cooking fatigue. And instead, you can get chef crafted dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door with over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie and more. Plus over 55 weekly add ons, you will have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions with factor. Forget frantic lunch preps and rush dinners. Factor's two-minute meals are your secret weapon in the new year. You're going to fuel up fast with restaurant-quality meals all delivered right to your door, but they're not takeout. Honestly, for me, I think what really kills me is the takeout. And it's not even, you know, you're not getting healthy meals. It's truly the amount of money that I'm spending. Takeout is just, it's such a bad idea. And it's its so easy to do in this time of year. You're never fussed to go grocery shopping in this weather. Everything, like it gets dark early, just, you know, Go to Factor, and Factor is going to sort you out. They've got snack options. They've got smoothies, juices, snacks. And you're going to save so much money. You're going to save so much time prepping. You're going to feel so much better about yourself. Because for me, like what I found is that Factor has everything I need for a week of flavorful, nutritious eats. And like I said, they've got all kinds of stuff. They've got sides, snacks. Honestly, they've got you sorted. So you should head to factormeals.com slash LockedOnNHL50 and use code LockedOnNHL50 to get 50% off. That's code LockedOnNHL50 at factormeals.com slash LockedOnNHL50 to get 50% off. All right, it's time to get into the three up. I wanted to focus a little bit of energy on Sean Monaghan. I think Sean Monaghan has really endeared himself, not just this this past few weeks, not just this year, but last season, ever since the Canadians acquired him, even when he was injured, everybody seemed to like him from the team, his teammates, uh, front office staff and the NHL, like the Canadians fan base, really. Uh, and from last year, people were talking about, you know, don't let them trade Sean Monaghan. And he got injured, so it kind of became a moot point. Um, but then when he re-signed in the summer, everybody was really happy. It was a great economical contract and he would be here for one year. And obviously, he is one of the top names for Canadians trade bait this season. And that's a positive, like that's a huge up. It's really due to the way that he's played. It's really due to the contributions he's made. His stats have been magnificent. Every person that Martin St. Louis puts him with seems to thrive on that line, seems to be doing well, seems, you know, seems to uh, be benefiting from being paired with him or being around him, and especially in the last few weeks. And I think um, a lot of comments that we get or questions that we get is, you know, do you think they'll trade Sean Monaghan? I really don't want them to trade him. I really like him. And what I'm saying is they should trade him. They should absolutely trade him and then see if he'll come back in the summer for another round of this because he has one of the most, one of the highest values for a trade on this team right now. 
His contract is fantastic. It is so cheap. The way he plays is amazing. We got to, you know, Kent Hughes has to pull the trigger before he gets injured because he's so injury prone. Uh, but, and knock on wood, I'm, I'm not trying to jinx him. Uh, but he is such a perfect veteran addition to a team that's looking for that one guy who's going to be versatile in your middle six, uh, who's going to be a great motivator for his teammates, who's got a great attitude, who makes people around him better. Um, and I just, I feel like at this point, it's found money. Just trade him because you can always re-sign him in the summer if he decides to come back to playing hockey. He seems to have liked it in Montreal. He seems to be happy in Montreal. So, you know, there's no reason he shouldn't come back if the Canadians do extend that offer. I, I'm not super nervous about that. Um, and I think, like, there's a huge market out there for him. It's a question that I asked in our lovely background graphic there, but I think we all know the answer. And so for people who are kind of nervous about it or don't want him traded, who like the influence he's having, especially on the younger players or the players that he's playing with, et cetera, et cetera, I don't think we should stress out. I think the Canadians should trade him because they're going to get something back for him. And then at the end of the day, they could just always give him a call in July and say, hey, you interested in coming back? Or maybe when they trade him, hit us up when this contract is done um, and we'll make something happen. I think uh, Kent Hughes has proven himself to have that transparency with his players. I'm sure that conversation is happening. Um, and while I'm recording this, I am slightly terrified that this episode will become moot in a matter of moments and uh, Sean Monaghan will get traded. As it is, the trade market is starting to heat up and there's starting to be noise about it right now. Um, and we expect uh, big things to happen very, very shortly. In the meantime, like I think for me, like the Sean, like I said, Sean Monaghan is a huge up for this team. Uh, he might have all three ups uh, this, this week because I, I was kind of looking at the games and like the goaltending wasn't great, you know, or it was great and then it wasn't. And I didn't love necessarily, like, I think, you know, Mike Matheson had pockets of greatness and then pockets of just kind of, he seems tired. So I didn't really have anyone to give it to um, other than Sean Monaghan. So I did want to explore the idea that the Canadians could trade him. And I don't want people to get nervous. But then on the flip side, there's a couple of players that are not doing so great. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Uh, kind of like an afterthought, and I don't know how many times he gets forgotten this season, but I wanted to talk about Armia and um, and saying how he's playing really well. Uh, he's not a world beater by any means, but and his contract is a little bit overpriced, we have to admit, but uh, I, I think that he's been playing a lot better than people give him credit for that or that has been expected of his play. I don't necessarily think that he's trade bait, to be honest, unless the Canadians retain salary, which I don't know is the smartest thing for them to do. Um, but I did want to shout him out as somebody who has played well. Uh, in the meantime, I do uh, want to get back to talking about some other players on the trading block before they actually do get traded and we still have the chance to do it. And that's coming up in just one moment here on Locked On Canadians. But first, this episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. 
Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you are burning rubber, not cash. With all parts you need, at the prices you want, it is easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. All right, finally, time to talk a little bit more uh, about trades. As we speak right now, there's a lot of rumors going on um, that the Canucks and the Flames are about to pull a trade off. So maybe we'll have that in our second part <laughs> of uh, the episodes that I'm recording today. All right, so Josh Anderson. Canadians fans want him traded. I absolutely understand why. Jake Allen. Canadians fans want him traded. I absolutely understand why. Mike Matheson. Canadians fans want him traded. Don't think it's going to happen. I understand why. I think maybe we can squeeze a few more drops um, or years from Mike Matheson before he gets traded. Uh, David Savard, Canadians fans want him traded. I totally understand why. So let's explore that a little bit. Um, I think the easiest person to trade would be Jake Allen, just because there's always a team that has a missing backup goalie. Or even a, you know, they're a great team and they have a missing starting goalie as well. That sunk a lot of teams in the playoffs. But let's say there's a team that is gearing up for a playoff run. They're not sure about their backup between the pipes. And they would like a goalie. I think they should call about Jake Allen. He hasn't performed very well this season. And we know it. But he's still a pretty serviceable backup goaltender. There's still a little bit of reliability there. Uh, and I think... He definitely is one of the players that can't use the shopping. One of the players that might net, I would say, maybe like a fourth rounder. Uh, I think that's what the market could be for Jake Allen. In fact, it's possible that they've been offered that and they're holding out for more. In terms of Sean Monaghan, I think the price is going to be what other GMs are willing to pay. There's going to be a little, a little bit of FOMO uh, bidding. So I think he's probably going to get the highest return from GMs. Uh, David Savard, definitely the kind of guy that old school GMs fall in love with. He blocks shots. They love blocking shots. Unfortunately, not a lot of old school teams are making the playoffs this season. So it's going to be a tough sell. Uh, but I think the Canadians also just like him. He seems like a guy that they like having around. Like he, he definitely, you know, was tasked with helping some of the younger defense defensemen develop, but you can see that roster. There are way too many defensemen on this team and not a whole lot of them are great. So definitely, definitely David Savard is probably being shopped, probably won't net a lot of return, but there might be a GM who's willing to grab him for a playoff run. Um, and, like, I don't think that, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, but I do think it's unlikely. Josh Anderson, that's the tough one. His contract, the length of his contract left, 
the way that he's been playing, unfortunately, the fact that he has visibly and tangibly dragged the Nick Suzuki line down in terms of expected goals, I think really, really hurts. I think the idea of Josh Anderson is one that most GMs in the NHL fall in love with. A power forward, big guy who can skate, giant body, knows how to move it. I just don't think the contract, the way he's played recently, and the amount of time they have to continue to pay him is going to entice anybody, unfortunately. And I really want to see him get it together. I really, really do. I enjoy Josh Anderson so much. I love watching him play. I just, I don't like the measurable results that he's having on his teammates. Uh, I think for, you know, we talked a little bit about Armia. I don't think many people are calling about him. I don't necessarily know that he finishes the season in Montreal. Um and by that, I mean, he might finish it in Laval. Who knows? But I think, you know, there, we were getting a lot of mailback questions and I want to continue to encourage you guys to send them. We're getting a lot about the trade deadline, a lot um, about what the Canadians should do, what the Canadians will do, what we think they should do. Uh, and I definitely think that they should start um, making some trades because at the end of the day, the market is going to get set by... 31 other GMs like that's how it's going to work uh, when we're leading up to the trade deadline this isn't like you know a draft day trade this isn't a September trade this isn't a November trade this is like we are in February now uh, or we almost are in February now like things are getting serious so the market is just going to set itself and it's always about what other teams are willing to pay in the meantime I will end this episode here because I have another one to do and that one is going to continue to be about the trade deadline. There is a trade that's about to break right now as we speak. I'm going to hold on to that. I'm going to wait for it and then I'll react to it in our next episode. I wanted to thank everybody for listening. I wanted to apologize again for this belated episode and I wanted to remind everybody that you can find this podcast wherever you get your podcasts as well as on YouTube. We're free and available. We're always here for you uh, even if we're late about it. Uh, and uh, remember that Thursday night we record a mailbag and we want your mailbag questions. You can contact us at lockedoncanadians at gmail.com. You can leave mailbag questions in the YouTube comments. Just write mailbag question or MBQ in it. Um, or you can tweet us your mailbag questions. We've got plenty of fun stuff coming up, including a special interview in honor of the 1000th episode that we just did, uh, as well as some live episodes. We just got to get back from wherever we keep traveling to. I promise I don't have much travel planned after this upcoming weekend, this upcoming few days. So we'll be around. We'll be talking draft. I did have a couple of guests lined up to preview the trade deadline as well as uh, some draft stuff that fell through. But you know what? We have a lot of really reliable draft and prospect experts that we are going to be talking to in the coming weeks. All is not lost. Um, and we'll be bringing you all of that content. So please, please stay tuned to Locked On Canadians. Thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you next time. Thank you.